Fraser House, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, Mike. We're back. It was cold in here this morning. It was it was Florida cold. But Florida it, cold. Yeah, well, I think it, it, well, it's uh, it's warmed up now. It's warmed up ten degrees. We're sixty three. For right most now. of the, our audience, they know where we are at. Yeah, you know, in Vero Beach, but we're so spoiled by the weather here. We are. We're babies. It gets down to like what fifty six degrees, and the next thing you know, we're crying, cranking on the heater. We're building a fire, and I think uh, you pulled out your parka this morning. I know, and and our, all our northern friends are like. You guys are babies. Well, speaking, of, I bring that yep. in. Most people are like, well, why are you guys starting off with the weather? This isn't a weather <laughs> report. But I do it because we have a friend of ours on the phone. Yeah. And called in. And her name is Andrea Olson. Yeah. And she's like, you guys in Florida complain about 57 degrees. Look, I'm in Minnesota. It gets really cold up here. And I just want to jump right in, Mike. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we got Andrea Olson on the phone. Andrea, hey, how guys. are you? Good. Welcome Thanks to for having me. Yeah, we're, gl- we're delighted to have you. And welcome to the Praiser House. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Yeah. So Mike, Mike brought to my attention. He goes, "Hey, so I know this person, and it's the female version of Zach Neese." I go, "Wait a minute. You mean like a <laughs> worship leader for worship leaders?" And and, and and he goes, "Yeah." I said, "Tell me more." Yeah, it was really cool. So we we got um, a track that, that you had released um, through a, a service, and um, it was a monument, the song "Monument." And immediately, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is awesome!" And so it went on our healing channel like that day. And so we just started digging around and like, who, who is this? I'd, I'd never heard of Andrea Olson before. So got to discovering that you are a very busy, a very busy girl. They're doing some really <laughs> cool things. And we were like, man, we got to get her on the, we got to get her on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. That's encouraging to hear. And I'm excited to be here. I'm glad that we could work this out. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah and you're always welcome back. So don't, yeah. don't worry. And we got a lot <laughs> to talk about. So, you know, we kind of opened it up and we're like, all right, we're, you know, here we are. We're so spoiled by our weather. We're talking about Minnesota. So is Minnesota where Andrea is originally from? It is. It's from where I'm. A, it's how do I say that? It's where I'm originally from. <laughs> Twisted my tongue. Yeah, I grew up here. Yep. That's great. And so growing up in Minnesota, you're, this this cold weather that we talked about in the winter, and what which everyone across the country is so thankful for that we're getting warmer. Um, what was that like growing up there? Was music part of your life the entire time? Yeah, you know, my parents actually were worship leaders in our church, and they were part of this kind of movement from traditional to contemporary music in the early 90s in our little Baptist church. And so I got to watch my parents really just walk with the church through that and kind of, you know, encourage the leadership team and encourage the congregation and what it looks like to uh, to worship and surrender and to, you know, not that it has to be contemporary versus traditional. It was more of like a lifestyle and just kind of teaching the people, you know, what is worship? It's more than just singing a song. Right. And so I watched that. And also my parents were doing like little worship events on the side. And so they would pack us up and we'd go into different churches and my parents would stick me on a folding chair and I would sing this little Mary Rice Hopkins song called the fingerprint song. <laughs> and, um, I would, you know, get so mad because they would always laugh at me. You know, the people in the congregation, <laughs> I thought they were <laughs> laughing at me, but you know, it's probably cause it was pretty cute. Um, but that was my early exposure was just, 
lots of music, lots of worship, and lots of learning from my parents who were really pioneers in in our area, I guess. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, I, we always talk about, you know, Mike um, has influence of his parents, you know, in music. His dad played guitar. His mother's a Juilliard grad. Um, my mm-hmm. father plays drums. He's not a professional drummer, but we always grew up with that. I always thought, like, back, you know, Mike and Andrea, that growing up, it, it would have been so cool to have, like, musical parents and to have that in your life, what an influence. I mean, that must have entered into your life as not only just I'm going to play music, but was that the was that the, the, the driving force to say, hey, I'm going to be in music full time when I'm older, when I'm at their age? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think it was, you know, watching them, but then also they were encouraging to me and seeing that, you know, God had put a passion inside of my heart. And I think they could see that. And now that I'm a parent, you know, I can I can begin to see glimpses of, you know, giftings in my children. But yeah, they just were so encouraging to me. And I didn't really see what I'm doing now in my future. I, you know, like I mentioned before we hit record, I went to a conservatory and studied piano performance. And so I think I just always thought like the performance or classical or teaching, maybe in a university or something like that would be in my future. And so God really just grabbed a hold of me and has kind of molded and shaped and shifted <laughs> my focus. And I, I love where where he's led me. We just talked about that before you came on. And like you said, that moment, you know, a lot of a lot of our for our audience, um, we're gonna start doing something that's more of like the behind the scenes B-roll stuff because that's, you know, it's the, the control is you know makes fun of me and says, would you stop talking before the podcast starts? <laughs> yeah. Like it's because it's all right there. And yeah. for our audience that, you know, you just mentioned it, you, that literally was going to be the next thing I was going to ask you was, so you, you go from this little girl in the church, you know, by the grace of God, you're, you're protected in his, in his house. And I think that's so cool. Um, of course I was like the rebel hearted, even though I was in the house of God, I, I didn't act like one, you know, as a child of God. So then that takes you into this educational experience, right? And you leave Minnesota. We're not staying in Minnesota. Can you tell our audience where you, where it took you for school and education? Yeah, it took me to Southern California to Biola University. And it's it's so funny because now as a parent, I look at my parents and I ask them, how in the world did you let me do that? <laughs> I was going to say, it's a culture shock. Yeah. Your baby girl just like up and move across the country to Southern California. But I think they knew, you know, and my dad said that to me. He's like, I just knew, you know, this, I, I'm not going to stand in the way of what I know God is calling you to step into. And I think God really had to pull me out of my comfort zone because I was so comfortable in my surroundings, my familiarity and my family. Mm. And he had to get me someplace where I could not lean on anyone but him because I didn't know anybody. And, and that really rocked my world and changed my life. How, How long were you in California? I was there for two years and then I got married and moved back to Minnesota. My husband was a pastor here in Minnesota. And so I was there for two years and then continued my, um, my education in Minnesota. Okay. So I got it now. So now we're going from education to love. So <laughs> did you know, um, tell us your first, your husband's first name. Yeah. His name is Gabe. Gabe. Very cool. And so did you, did you and Gabe know each other before you went out to LA? Yeah, we we did. We were in a singing group together through a ministry called Youth for Christ. And they had this high school, it's like a choir, but we sang uh, radio songs. Like back then it was audio adrenaline and, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) And we would go and do concerts in churches. And that was kind of pre 
uh, modern worship band. I mean, I'm not that old, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's pre-modern worship band. So we were doing yeah. concerts for the whole service, or we would come in and do special numbers. And he was the bass player and I was the keys player and one of the singers. And so that's, that's where we met. Awesome. Sounds so, you feel, I feel like that's like a, a familiar theme, you know, yeah. and <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I missed out, you know, over that, but we, but God has his way with us. Like you had, you know, maybe that alludes to the next part where, you know, you had God kind of moving you in different mm-hmm. ways. And, you know, I, I always joke with Mike, I never thought I was going to work a day in ministry, you know, working here for Praiser and, you know, Praiser is our Christian music streaming app that is the flagship to this this podcast. Um, so that's really cool. So did you go back to Minnesota, where did it start to pull you into more of like the worship leader role? Because you have a good well, foundation know- at this point. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's funny because I, we, we got married and my husband was a youth pastor at the time and it was his mom and dad's church that they planted and they were maybe 10 years, eight years into a church plant at that point. And his dad had been leading worship with a headset mic from the drums (laughs) and then getting out and preaching, you know, like the epitome of just all in ministry, you know, serving, doing whatever was needed for the church. And so when we got married, they kind of looked at me like, so (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the family. (laughs) And it was, it was just something that I was happy to step in and do, but it was also very much out of my comfort zone because it was a Pentecostal church. I grew up Baptist. And so they just gave me this wonderful spot to grow and to learn. And so I just stepped into it and started pulling youth kids in and started, you know, trying to build this team from virtually nothing. You know, we had, it was a very small church. So that's where it started. And it's cool because like when you, even looking back, um, what you were talking about earlier with your parents making this shift from a, from a traditional worship to more contemporary, like God put that seed in you at that time to be able to grow later on for a, for a new phase. And when you, when you got married and entered this new church. And so I'm sure a lot of those elements from your childhood came into being like, I remember my parents going through this transition and like now this transition and a new transition is going on in my own heart and my own self. Like it's cool. Like we, almost every interview we've done, there's been elements like that where we see God's fingerprints early on in life and things that he was doing and how those played out later on in in the guest's life. And it's just cool to see that because God's, he's amazing. He's amazing like that. And I can't pull back from one. One comment. We might get a spiritual punch today. And so, Andrew, what you, <laughs> Mike's laughing already. So we, we talk about spiritual punches. You know, when you when you really have the joy of the Lord, it permeates through your pores, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when you talk about those fingerprints, Mike, and we're learning from Andrea today about the fingerprints that God had on her life, where it moves you and it ends up moving you into just such bigger things. Yeah. But you're reminded of the love that he has for you. And so a spiritual punch, Andrea, what we call it here is we could be talking about God or the glory that he's, you know, you know the things that, that, are, that are great in our lives, and all of a sudden they just get these emotional chords that just like pull on you, and you're like, oh, and then, you know, you get the, the the wet eyes and all the all the stuff that comes with that. Um, I have a question for you now. So we we go in. So now, do you, can you give us a timeline of where this is? Because we start to get to 2010 at some point, and then we start talking about some really big things that have, that have built in your life. Yeah, that point in the timeline was about 2005 was when I started to lead worship at that church. And so my husband was youth pastor from uh, 2004 to 2009. And so that was kind of the like growing years and the years of, you know, just establishing our roots at that church and with the people and the, the 
um, members of the team. That's wonderful. And I look back, you know, I, I'm the, so I, I come from the artist management world and hmm. I look back always at like, you know, building, being built for business and how do you help the artists and the bios and all the different things that go out there. You know, Mike is an example of that. We've worked together on his last EP and the coming up album. And so I read down your bio, you had some pretty big name influences for your musical style. And I, we played Monument. Um, so for folks just right away, just make sure you go to your, you know, go to Praiser or Spotify, whatever, and check out Monument. It's, it's tracking really well. It's, it's, it's almost a hundred thousand streams on Spotify alone. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. And I actually looked at Mike Ender and this is a, you know, this is a, this is a, a real compliment. And I said, it's like a, like the voice of an angel coming through that. And he's a witness to that. Um, so when I went back, I said, well, there's got to be something. I mean, God gave you this, this beautiful voice, this ability to write songs. But I look back at some of your influences, Hillsong, Michael W. Smith, Natalie Grant, Carrie Joe, Meredith Andrews. What, what from that did you learn in helping you grow as a leader in worship? You know, I think for me, it's been this, this formative experience of I thought – you know, back in my teen into early 20 years that I had a specific calling on my life into, uh, like the CCM world. Mm. And so I felt like, you know, that's, and honestly, I think it was that everybody was telling me that, you know, saying, this is, this is who you are. This is what you're going to do. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And, and that sounds great to me. And so (laughs) I, I just always thought that, but it never felt right. And I can't really explain it other than, you know, I would be standing there on stage singing these like CCM style songs and it just, it never felt right. And it wasn't because I don't like that or because I thought it was bad or wrong or anything. It was just something inside me. And I think God was allowing this tension in my heart because he was like, that's not what I, quite what I wanted. You're close. (laughs) And And so as I began leading worship, it was at that time where, you know, Natalie Grant, she was still in the CCM, uh, like genre, but she was starting to cross over doing some worship songs like your great name. Mm -hmm. And there were these spontaneous moments that they would build into the songs. And then there's people like Carrie Job who, you know, kind of had a similar, uh, a similar process of, you know, starting in more, uh, inspirational worship and then stepping into these just like deep, powerful moments of worship. And I feel like I walked that journey with them mm-hmm. in my own, in my own story and my own experiences. And so it helped to, I think, draw me out of my shell and draw me out as a worshiper and realize that, okay, I am a worship leader. You know, that's who yeah. I am and that's what God created me to be. And I'm not ashamed of that, or I don't, wish it was different. And so I think it was more like that music was taking me on this journey of, of realizing like, this is who I am and yeah. this is who God made me to be. God, Mike, that is it. So Mike knows I say a couple of things always like consistently. This is the reason I had this vision for something called the Praiser House. It's the reality, the realism, the breaking through the organic approach to what God has for Andrea not what Andrea has for God. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, that says a lot. It, it really says a lot. And I think it's cool. I, we always joke, Mike and I, so I, I come from a, a very diverse background of music, you know, managing artists um, from R&B to hip hop, singer, songwriter, folk, country. Uh, Mike, I would say, you know, he's not, he's not fit to a category. Um, 
And we always, when we were working with a, a producer last, and I don't know if this has come across for you in production, but it's like, do you want loafers, 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 or vans? We'll take the vans. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is because I, I don't think you can write music from your core and the gifts that God gave you by going, okay, cookie cutter number four, yeah. uh, stamp. Yeah, It doesn't yeah. work yeah. that way. Um, for sharing that. So how did that get you? So now you're going now. So now we're, are we getting closer to 2010? We're getting tracking. Yeah. Now All right. Yep. So now we're getting closer to 2010. You're writing. Now you're writing music. That's just like it, coming right out of you. Right. Yeah. Can you tell us about your first release and how that kind of came to fold? Yeah. So my first release as you know, that I did in Nashville, I had kind of done some little stuff on my own prior to that in my own studio. Uh, I did some production classes and that kind of thing. So I could figure out how to <laughs> <laughs> do it on my own yeah. a little bit. And that really um, was the catalyst for, you know, wanting to go to some of these conferences like uh, Immerse. Uh-huh. And it used to be Seminar in the Rockies back in oh, the really? day. We didn't know that. And huh. yeah, and uh, it was in Estes Park. And I went as a teenager, but then, you know, when it moved to Nashville and became Immerse, huh. uh, I went to that in like 2009. And there was a gal there named Shelly Johnson who had written this song called The Power of the Cross. Hmm. And uh, Natalie Grant cut it. And we connected at the conference and got to sit down and have lunch. And I think that was a moment for me where I was just, I was inspired by her, I think, to be honest, because she was writing music, leading worship, and just really passionate. And I felt like we connected on, you know, just a really deep level. And so it was maybe... I guess thinking about it now, it was maybe I started believing in my calling at that point because I was watching all these other people that were doing it and encouraging me to Mm. do it. Um, And so I there was a producer at the event named Don Cook and we connected, you know, shook hands and just chatted. And for some reason in my mind, I just was like, I would love to work with him. I kind of had heard some of his music and just, you know, but I think in my insecurity, I thought, that would never happen. (laughs) And, but then God just began to ordain some different connections and relationships. Really, it's all about relationship. It's not even, I I don't like the word connection. It feels kind of empty, but Mm. he developed some relationships that I was able to, uh, you know, get in touch with Don and get to know him. And so we worked on our, my first EP that we released in 2013. And I think that was a catalyst for also just encouraging me in my songwriting because he, that was the first time I'd ever co-written. Uh-huh. I'd always done it by myself and I knew that I could be better and I needed to be, but I just didn't know how I was terrified of co-writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, Oh no, they're going to tell me to go back home. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he didn't, and he was just really encouraging and, and I learned a ton from that. And I think that was kind of the starting ground for me, just feeling like I could step out in this calling even more and feel just a God-given confidence. You know, there's always the insecurities, but a a confidence to continue forward and continue writing and um, continue in, you know, what he had for me. So that was the the first release and kind of just a huge monument, to be honest, in my story. Yeah. You know what Maya was just to say, how, there's going to be quite a few thank yous for her. Because Zach did this too, like he was kind of challenged me and thought, you know, like I always want to be a worship leader. He's like, you are a worship leader, you know. You you bring the call in as Matthews. Let's look at the parables. Um, thank you for giving us your heart today and in this moment. So there's we have a lot of um, 
you know, from Mike and I's background in music and what we do here at Praiser and kind of how we're connecting the community, there are a lot of young artists that are going to be listening to this. And so mm-hmm. for your heart to be out there and talk about the insecurities yeah. in today's generation of young people, you know, I'm, I, we've, we've already spoke about ages. We won't ask you, I promise. We'll be gentlemen about <laughs> it. I'm 37 years old. And I know that throughout my entire life, there have been these pressures from society or these mm-hmm. vulnerabilities, you know, oh, I can't do that. I'm not yeah. good enough or whatever. You taking a leap of faith w- because of your faith and the things that you were going through and just be able to push through. I want to encourage our audience for those listening to, to focus on people like Andrea, Mike Rathke's out there and others who we've interviewed because you just, just keep doing yeah. it. Like and, don't stop. And it's like, it's cool because it seems like just across the board, when, when God gives a call on a person's life, it's never to something that's easy. It's never like, exactly. oh, you know, I, I think I like cutting grass. I'm just going to go cut grass. You know, I mean, not that, that yeah. not that that's a bad thing. I mean, people have that as a calling or as a, you know, a vocation, but when you when you find what your purpose is, what you were wired to do, it's it's going to lead you into some scary areas mm-hmm. by just by the nature of the calling. And it's cool to hear stories like yours where you, all right, well I'm going, I'm going to do this co-write. You know, <laughs> I'm terrified of the idea of being that vulnerable with another writer, and I am too. So I, I totally get that. I know why she why she was speaking. I was thinking of you yeah. for co-writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's awesome to hear how God used that and and. And now he's doing even more incredible things, and and I don't know if we were ready to jump into those. things. I don't know. Are we? You you're you're keeping us to the timeline. We we, <laughs> you know you yeah. better than we know you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, at that point when we released that EP, so I this this little detail is important to the story. So I did a radio tour right after the release of that EP, oh, nice. and it was because Don had a friend who was doing these uh, like small little promotional radio tours. And he was like, I think this would be really great for you. Let me introduce you to him. And so we we chatted and, you know, we were in this little RV with like four artists and we just went around to these little radio stations and, uh, you know, talked about our songs and did some worship nights and that kind of thing. And it was to me, you know, again, because I was wrestling even still with my calling as a worship leader, I, I found myself asking like, why, what am I doing here? And it wasn't bad. It was a great experience. I had a lot of fun, you know, but I just felt conflicted. And it's so incredible to look back now because on that radio tour, one of the artists and kind of the mentor artist was Mark Harris. Mm. And he had a single at that point that he was promoting, but he was also really kind of mentoring the rest of us and, you know, and coming alongside of all of us. And he just, began to encourage me in my calling as a worship leader. And as we led our first worship night, you know, just him saying things to me, like, you know, I can tell that this is what God has called you to do. And it was just these little things that I needed somebody outside of like my mom and dad, right, right, (laughs) you know, to, to really plant that seed. And so, you know, as we all several of us artists and a manager and a radio promoter, as we spent, you know, seven days in a bus or an RV together, I began to tell them about this desire that God had put in my heart for training worship leaders and how I had begun to take young leaders under my wing at our church who were like, Oh, I want to learn to play chords. I want to learn to sing harmony. And it was this very organic thing where I was just, you know, saying, yeah, sure. I'll teach you a few lessons or I'll, you know, help you with that. And so 
it was this organic thing that I didn't realize was happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, these churches in cities, you know, down the road or little towns across the way were like, wait, she trains people. (laughs) (laughs) She, she trains like worship team members. And so then they're calling me and saying, Hey, I've got an intern. Hey, I've got, you know, this group of vocalists. Will you work with them? Will you come and help us? And, um, and it was just this very organic thing that I had been doing anyway. And I didn't realize that it was all part of the story. And so I, I told Mark and all the other people, I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to start a conference. I want to have a conference for worship leaders to come and, and to just be together and really focusing on the demographic of churches that I work with and that I see, which is that kind of 500 and under, you know, demographic and Mark. And actually the other guy who was the radio promoter, his name is also Mark. (laughs) So Mark and Mark, they were like, (laughs) you should do it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and just, I think I, I needed some other people to just encourage me that it was a good idea. And it terrified me because I like, I'm not a conference planner. I don't, I, I don't even know the first thing about that. And, but in 2014 took a leap of faith and just said, okay, here we go. We're going to do this. And, um, we had our first overflow worship conference in 2014. That's kind of when overflow worship was officially born, but it was born a long time before that. I just didn't give it a name. You know, (laughs) I think that's so powerful. Like I promise our audience, I didn't say like for the younger people listening, (laughs) but of course, you know, that is the bread and butter. And it really, I feel like it's a lifetime of development for you. It's not a, mm-hmm. just like tw- a number. You can't you can't put a number on God's you know yeah. calling for you. If we start doing that, then we're forcing our will, and that's mm-hmm. not what it's about. Well, what what I think is cool too is um, Andrew, like you said, the uh, there's a quote on on your website. Ninety five percent of the churches in the U.S. serve congregations of five hundred or less, and we created this com- with that community in mind. I mean, sometimes it's easy to get into this mindset of like. Every church is like just a mega church, and like real mm-hmm. worship or quote unquote real worship happens in these mega church settings. But here you're you're ministering to churches that maybe don't have a maybe a hundred people in their congregation, mm-hmm. and, and maybe like they have a piano player and a guitar player on their worship team. There's way more people in that in that reality than there are people that have you know a church of ten thousand with this giant stage and you know lim- limitless budget for resources. And God loves those little little churches just as much, and His Holy Spirit moves just as much in those small congregations as He does in the bigger ones. And it's, but sometimes they get kind of they fall through the cracks. And it's awesome mm-hmm. that He's raised you up to to be someone that can minister to them and and help them pursue their calling. You know, that's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey, and it's been fun to to see how God has. Uh, grown a love for the local church in me over yeah. the last seven years, you know, from the start of the Overflow Worship Conference and now watching it kind of take on its own personality and, you know, getting to know these churches over the last seven years and getting to uh, learn what's going on in their communities. And, you know, now they'll invite me in to do workshops and that kind of thing and lead with their team. So I'll kind of take, you know, what we do at the conference on a grand scale and then cater it to their unique context and go in and do 
a workshop or something like that. And then I get to see what's happening in their community, you know, and get to hear what's going on. And, and then I can serve them better. And, and I just love that. And that's how overflow resource was born. So overflow resource then just started now in 2020. And that's kind of this online subscription hub, which has, you know, all of these training tools and resources curated for the people that you're talking about, you know, the churches that could maybe just use a hand. And it's not that they are not excellent musicians. It's more a time thing, right? It's like Mm, the worship leader is like, I'm a volunteer (laughs) and I don't have time. I have another full-time job. And so I want to provide this space for them to be able to come and say, Hey, guess what vocalist? There's a tutorial video about blending or whatever yeah. the case may be on this site and they can go check it out and it's I, helpful hopefully i was yeah it's it's awesome i was looking through it the other day and you got i mean there's chord charts there's there's different tabs that you can search through for uh, uh like the pads tracks and, and backing mm-hmm. tracks and man it's it's i think it's going to be something that's really going to help the body of christ and it's really going to help those congregations that are just wanting to make worship you know a little more impactful and 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 how they approach it and I think it's awesome. I think it's cool that you're doing that. And of course, I have to plug four core music at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So we have this little project going on. It's not a little project. It's actually a pretty big project. So um, (laughs) if we can ever help you in that area, um, please just call us. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know some ideas, uh, but I don't want to be the benefit of us. I want to be the benefit of you um, Mm -hmm. as we work together. We're releasing something called four core music. Um, we hope it's going to be out by July 1 is the target, and it's a global music distribution company for worship artists. Mm-hmm. And so it allows them to be not inside, you know, not in the, the what we call the ocean of tune cores or, you know, what have you, that they can be isolated to that. And it's not that you cut off the rest of the world, because I think we mm-hmm. like the lost even more, right? You know, we want our music to reach those that aren't saved. Yeah. But it's something we can definitely talk about. I love where this is going. So Overflow Worship Resource, now we're, now we've got 2020. There's some other songs that have dropped. You know, so we, we want to make sure mm-hmm. everyone goes out and checks out Andrea's music yeah. on all major DSPs out there. Yeah. So if you know what a DSP is, that's where you're streaming your music from, whether it's Apple Music or it's going to be Spotify, Pandora. Praiser, yeah. of course. We have to make sure everyone knows about Praiser. So if you haven't signed up, go do it. It's free right now. It's going to be a subscription later. Yeah. <laughs> still free. It'll still be free, yeah. but, you know. Okay, so now we've got – now we're into 2020. Monument, is is it written out? Is it a song that you've already drafted? Have you already written the, the lyrics out for Monument? Because I think people – this song is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, actually, I – so I wrote Monument in April of 2020, and we had – planned a trip to Nashville and I had like three co-writes planned and we were just going to, you know, have this kind of week of writing. And then of course the world shut down (laughs) and my husband actually fun fact, that's very unique to our family. My husband is a private pilot. And so we were going to fly ourselves down to Nashville, but it's like, everything was shut down. Nothing was open. Like we, it just didn't feel at that point, we didn't know what we were dealing with. It didn't feel safe to go. And so we stayed home, but I was just like, man, these song, right. These co-writes have to happen. I just could feel it in my spirit. And so Meredith Andrews, who's a good friend of mine, she was going to co-write with me on a couple of them. I texted her. I'm like, Hey, do you think there's any way we could do these over zoom? And I, my organization as overflow worship is virtual. So my 
operations manager lives in Nashville. Like, so we're used to the zoom thing, but a lot of people weren't <laughs> even a year yeah. ago. Right. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? Sure, yeah. And so I was like, do you think we could do it over zoom? And she was like, yeah, let's try, let's do it. And so we got together with another guy named McKendry Tucker and I actually hadn't met him yet. And so it was this great, like zoom introduction, <laughs> you know, Hey, nice to meet you. And I just, started reading from the Psalms and just telling them that I, I have this, you know, picture in my mind of when the Israelites, you know, would come to the other side of a battle. And for example, in Joshua, when they came to the other side of the Jordan and they stopped and they built a monument and then they said, and this is so that when your children ask what this is, you can tell them. And it's like this physical monument is proof of a miracle. It's like, no, I have the proof back there. Look at that thing. I walked on that dry land. And, and so we just, uh, we just began to, you know, go in after it. And, you know, I think the, the whole idea of God was, was birthing something brand new in that time of, you know, Mm. quarantine and all the, the fear and the worry. And it's like, no, because I know that he's going to deliver me through this because Mm. it's happened before. And so this is my monument. I'm, and sometimes we almost have to build one in faith, right? It's like, we say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stake this moment in my life and I'm going to write it in my journal or whatever. And I'm going to come back to this because I believe that he's going to deliver me. I know he will. Yeah. And so that was the the premise of the that's song. That's awesome. It's like it's part of your testimony. Like yeah. that's how I feel. Like Mike and I talk about like moments that we've done here in the two and a half years we've been working together and all these things that God is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, God speaking to you and saying, and Mike knows the story so we can talk offline. But, you know, when you actually like just in that moment, those, those very vulnerable places or those writing spots and you're like, you know, God, just I just want to spend this moment with you, and he's like, you know, get up, go forth. I laid it all before you, you know that. And then you, and like you said, you put it in that that space of time, and you may not even come back to it. In your case, it's a beautiful song, and it's doing really well, you know. <laughs> so people, go check it out. I, I'm not kidding about that. Yeah. So with that, with Monument being out, I mean, now you, wow, you're busy. I mean, you've got the resource going. You've got songs. You're, I, I know you're writing other songs. So mm-hmm. can we can we dive into the future a little bit? Yeah. So absolutely. what so what are you working on right now? I gotta know. Is there a monument too? <laughs> <laughs> monument rebooted. Yeah, um, there, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh well it just we actually did release an acoustic version of Monument with a commentary in the last few weeks, which was kind of fun just to, you know, add a cello and kind of strip it down and stuff. So we oh, did cool. do that awesome. uh about a month ago. But what's in the future is uh, I have an upcoming song release on April 9th, and it's a song called God Victorious. And this one, it's it's another like, uh, I don't know, it's a catalyst for me. It's a part of my story and my testimony because it's the first song that I wrote after being on hiatus for a few years because from 2000. 11 to 2017, we had three kids. And so, yes, we started overflow. Yes, I did the conference, but writing and Mm. artist, the artist side of it was kind of just, we did the EP and then there was really not much happening (laughs) for releases from 2013 on because we were having kids and Mm -hmm. doing overflow conference stuff. And so, um, I went down to Nashville and this was two years ago and I had had a conversation with a friend of mine about, 
we were just talking about worship and about the Lord. And she said they were at, uh, at Disneyland of all places a few years ago. And there was this like, there's Star Wars themed play that brought the kids in, right? So the kids, like her kids get up out of the audience and they go up on stage and they're acting out this Star Wars thing. And, and she said they were chanting something to the effect of like, like, we're not afraid of the future. We're not afraid of, you know, what we've been through. Like we're going to march on in strength. And it was this, like it was Star Wars themed, but I'm, Meredith was sitting there, she's crying. And it struck me so that I had to get up and go sit at my piano. And I just started singing this bridge that's like freedom from what's behind us, no fear of what's before us. And it was just this, um, this thing I couldn't get out of my head. Mm. And so when I came together with a few other writers, we, uh, just created this song, God victorious. And they really helped to draw it out of me. And it's a, it's an anthem for the church that just says, we bring our worship. We lift our hands up because you're the one who fights for us. You are God victorious. And so my, my prayer is that it's an anthem for the church, especially coming out of this season. I was just going to say, this is perfect timing for that. The the church needs a song like that. Like uh, Jenny Riddle, the revelation song. Mm -hmm. When I was at Christ for the nations, she said something one time, she said, find out that, you know, instead of just writing songs for the sake of writing songs, like find out what the church needs to sing and then write mm-hmm. those songs. And then she gave a few mm-hmm. examples of what that would look like. And I, but man, I, it really t- it changed my perspective on writing, especially worship music. Like what does the church need to sing to Jesus in this time right now? And I think you've nailed, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like those who are called to be worship leaders, like, 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 okay, Zach, I know you might be watching this episode, so yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm worship leader too, but I'm not putting songs out. Okay. So the two of you, this is where a manager kicks in. You guys got to talk. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot there because when you talk about the mm-hmm. anthem for the church, Mike, there's two songs that come to mind, Dying Fire, Every Era. And I think there's something here beyond just this podcast episode Yeah, that God has put yeah. us in this room mm-hmm. together for a reason. So no, I'm not pushing a co-write, but you should probably talk. <laughs> so thank you for allowing me to get that off my chest. Uh, overflowworship.com. For our audience, you definitely got to go to Overflow Worship. We're not done with the Andrea, so don't run off just yet. Um, okay. So I, it takes us back to, you talked about those kids, and I'm not a father. I, I, I'm a father of a, a furball, um, a, a beautiful Labrador, Labradoodle, excuse me, um, but I, I want to be a father one day, and I, I got to think that having three kids and being a mom is probably one of the coolest things that God's ever given you as a blessing or a gift. Can yes. you talk about oh. your kids? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we have three girls. Wow. <laughs> so my husband's outnumbered, big time. <laughs> and uh, they are 10, 6, and 3 and a half. And, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's the greatest blessing of of our lives. They bring so much joy and energy and yeah. Um, unpredictability (laughs) to our lives. And, you know, it's, I wouldn't have it any other way, even though it's busy and sometimes feels a little crazy. I wouldn't change it because they also have been on this journey with us. And that's one of the things that was really, really important to us when we stepped out into more full-time ministry with overflow worship, you know, and really serving lots of different churches in like a, a, you know, weekend capacity with, we're helping them out, that kind of thing. It was really important that it wasn't that, oh, mommy just goes and, and 
because then the kids might be like, well, I don't like ministry because ministry right. took my mom away from us or, right. you know, ministry whatever. monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so if at all possible, you know, we wanted to do this as a family. And so we got an RV <laughs> and, and we go, we go together and, you know, obviously 2020, a lot of things changed. We weren't going as much, but that was also really beautiful because all of a sudden we're worshiping in our bedroom together as a family every Sunday and so getting cool. that experience because we've been in ministry on the platform for so long. It was such a sweet thing to just sit back and like watch our kids worship and, yeah. you know, to worship alongside of them and not have, you know, that kind of Sunday separation of they're like over here in the, in the pew with their little toys and their suckers and my yeah. <laughs> husband's back in the sound booth and I'm on, on the platform. So it's been a really sweet season. Um, and you know, we homeschool so we can take it with us, which is great. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really sweet and I'm grateful for the opportunity to bring them along on the journey because we have realized over the last couple of years, especially that so much of this probably has nothing to do with us and our calling and exactly. everything to do with, with our kids. Yeah. And what if, you know, my 10 year old is being prepped and groomed by the Holy spirit for an even greater calling yeah. and even yeah. something even greater. And who am I to yeah. be like, well, no, this is my thing, you know, right? That's awesome. <laughs> and maybe, maybe God wants to, um, do something in, in, in her life. And so our prayer is that, you know, our ceiling would be their floor. Their floor. Yeah. That's encouragement. That's like, it reminds me like what you were telling about with your, with your parents, they were, they were ministering, they were helping this transition in the church, which was formative in your, your development. And now you're doing this and you're carrying that same mindset to your kids. Like now let's see what God does in their lives. And, and mm. man, it's a, it's a, it's just a, it's really a cool reminder for us to not to live for ourselves, but to, yes. but to put the, you know, the next generation, like, and Zach Neese is real big about that too. He's, he's got, I think he said 150 kids maybe or something like that, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but, but he's oh like, thousand. he pours into them and, and just like you to see what, to see the kingdom expanded through their life. And that's really what it's all about. And Andrea, this goes back to the thank you. So this is the third thank you um, for being encouraging to me. And But also this is like kind of pushing off into our audience here. You know, Mike and I were talking before, this is before we hit the record and all this. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've met someone special in my life and we talked about how every morning and evening, you know, in usual in relationships, you just want to start and end with a phone call for the day. You know, good morning and good night. But we realize that it's about God first. And that if we're going to have a life together, and like this goes back to you giving this into your kids, is that you have to start your end your day together with God first. Mm. And that's huge. So the for those, uh, this is a call. Now here's the altar call, okay? So for those who haven't given their life to Christ, now's an opportunity. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah, I might not wake up tomorrow. Andrea, sorry, it's mm -hmm. a fact. You may not wake up tomorrow, yeah. you know? And to give that, to, to keep Christ as a sinner... So I, I encourage those who are listening that aren't lost, because we, we do reach people, like even on Praiser, people listening, they're Muslim, they're atheist, they're whatever. And to give the opportunity to give your life to Christ today, it, it, you'll, you'll, I promise you, I promise it's not a mistake. It's yeah. not a mistake. So mm -hmm. thank you for being encouraging to me to speak that in this moment. Um, and so I wanted to make, I want to make sure our audience understands that there's two places you can go to meet Andrea. And, and her family and all, and all that they're doing, overflowresource.com, Mike. Yeah. We looked at that. Yeah. Um, Andrea, make sure I'm not missing anything, right? Overflowresource.com. 
Yeah. You can also go over to Overflow Worship. That's important too. Um, so two sites, overflowresource.com and Overflow Worship. Um, so with this new song, we've got April 9th coming, all major DSPs, all major platforms, right? Yep. And so we, now we've got to know the kids, 10, 6, and 3 and a half, like close? Yeah, good job. All right. So and your husband, he's still, he's still worship. I mean, he's still doing this with you, private pilot yeah. full time? Well, yeah. So he actually owns a real estate company. And so the pilot piece comes in because he goes and flies to their different locations. They have apartment complexes. Oh, cool. And so, you know, going to uh, be able to visit all the locations of their of their properties. So he took his pilot training to get his license so that he could be home for dinner. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. That's so awesome. it's it's pretty special. And um, we're really grateful for that. So yeah. that gives him the flexibility then too to be able to come along on the weekends and kind of do ministry together. So we kind of joked about Zach and Nice earlier. So any more kids in the plan or we're done? Are we done? <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Mike, I still, I joked that with Mike. I said, you know, three kids, he's got three kids as well. And I, I, I okay. was like, any more Mike? He's like, Nah. <laughs> tuck, tuck our little dog is enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. So we, we really look forward to this. This has been an absolutely special day. Mike, do you have anything else for Andrea? No, I think, uh, I think we've covered it. Um, but, but is there anything that you'd like to share with the Praiser audience? We, uh, we, uh, we, we've, we, we talked about it before we, we yep. started recording the, uh, the artist corner, the artist corner is something that it just kind of happened organically, but we just, we like to give our guests the opportunity to, um, maybe there's a word from the Lord. Maybe there's just a just something that's on your heart lately that He's been speaking that you feel like would be an encouragement to the to the uh, praiser audience. Um, anything, anything in that ballpark would be. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the there's there's two things, and they they go hand in hand. And first of all, something that God's been speaking over and over to me, and I really believe that it's something for all of us in this season. And it's so simple, but it's just been really profound. And it's something that I, I was sitting just on the floor, actually in prayer, just kind of found a spot and was sitting in my house where it was quiet. And, and, you know, I just was asking the Lord, I'm like, okay, I'm here. Please just speak to me. I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. And he spoke so clearly to me, like, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. And I think in all of the crazy of the last year and all of the, everything has been disrupted and discombobulated and just plain weird at times. And it's easy for us to forget and easy for us to ask, God, where are you? Like, what are you doing in this? Why haven't you stopped this? Why haven't you rescued us from this? Why all of these things? And it was, you know, and I have so many questions in my own personal life and in our, you know, what's going on in our lives right now that it's like, what are you doing and why are you doing this? Yeah. And are you going <laughs> to fix this? Like, yeah. do you see this? <laughs> yeah. And, and he just constantly reminds me, I'm still here. I am with you. Yeah. And so that's my first encouragement for all of you to just remember that he's still with you. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you don't know him, that he is with you and he wants to know you and he wants you to know him. And the other piece of that is for those of you who are in ministry and in churches or artistry or whatever the case may be, it's easy to feel alone, right? And especially for the people who uh, I serve in the demographic that we talked about, it's a very challenging, right? And can be hard to find volunteers, find help, find all of that thing, things. And my mantra is, First of all, 
you know, I just want you to know that you're not alone. Like we said, 95% of churches, right. (laughs) Are in that, in that, um, ballpark. But here's the thing. You can thrive with what you have, where you are. You don't need to change who you are. You don't need to change everything about you or become, you know, arrive at this number of people in your worship team. You can thrive with what you have, where you are, and God's called you to your community for his purpose. And you have a spot there and you have a purpose there. And so you can walk in that confidently. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. I love ending with goosebumps and a spiritual <laughs> punch beginning, and I'm trying to hold back. <laughs> Andrea, this has been a fantastic interview. Yeah. Really, it Thank has. Thank you. Yeah, it's been yeah, great it's, talking it's, with it's you. really great. You're always welcome here. You know, we, we my kind of joke, what my long-term vision for the Praiser House was that because we're in a, the shipping container, that this thing can be lifted and put on an 18-wheeler, mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. drive around. We'll be trucking. Yeah, well, cool. you gave us the encouragement. You know, if you can get in that yeah. RV and go around with your family, and you got all the kids going crazy, but still focus <laughs> on God's mission for you and your yeah. life and your husband's life and the worship that everyone's doing. So overflowworship.com, and we have overflowresource.com. That's yeah. very important for people. And of to course, go. check out the monument and all her music. In the and the April 9th, April 9th. Make sure you like that. Yeah, yeah, April 9th be God victorious will be dropping. So keep your keep your ears open. For and that. we will have it on Praiser. Yeah, we sure will. So, Andrea, it's been a pleasure. Hope you have a blessed rest of the week, okay? Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks to you, Andrea. Wow, Mike, that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. You know, something about those who we talk about was about Zach Neese. I know we've mentioned him a couple times today. Um, this is their, they have similar oh their brother ministry yeah they're they're doing a lot of the same things and 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 God bless them for the encouragement that they that. You know, I, you know, it's not that it comes from just God. I mean, everything, you know, every, it all belongs in the name of Jesus, right? We talk about that. But to have that encouragement to just go forth, and it takes me back to that moment that she mentioned to us about that co-write, mm-hmm. you know, or that vulnerability is like, oh, well, they're telling me I'm great, or they're telling me I'm good, but yeah. maybe I don't feel it. It's that progression. And I think the progression happens as long as you keep God front and center. Yeah. Because we've talked about yeah. it too, like, Mike... Can I really sing? Well, you're like, well, Brian, if you actually did it, you you know, be maybe be like Ray Lamontagne or something, <laughs> you know. Um, remember, he started late, um, yeah. but that for me, that was this big takeaway with Andrea and what she's doing with her family. And at the end, you know, with that, what she said, it's so real. Mm-hmm. And we had a co- we were in Bible study today earlier, and as you recall, our you know our CEO of, of ministry, he said, you know, here it was out on a, a lunch with a farmer yeah. who led four people to Christ during the lunch hour, yeah, and I thought, well, Jesus was standing right there in the whole time. Yeah. So to be still and to have him right there always yeah. and knowing like for our audience, you know, we did an, we just did an altar call today, which is awesome. So hopefully we, you know, people brought people closer to the Lord. Well, Andrea brought me close to the Lord. So yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I, that's it. Her, her word was really good that, that he's still there. He's still here. You know, I heard a sermon last night when I was driving home and the guy's talking about, you know, when you're going through these difficult times and it's like, you know, once you go through a couple of those instances, it, it gives you some ammunition to be able to look back and say, no, wait, God was faithful last time. I'm just going to, you know, I can't see it, but I know he's going to come through this time and, and just and just fix my eyes on him and, and he's going to come through. And we, I think the body of Christ, we just, in general, we need to hear that right now because there's so many things that are being shaken and so many things that are being disrupted. Our main task, our main priority is we just got to keep our eyes on him, and yeah. and he's going to work it out. And I was reminded of that, too, kind of just as we're talking here, like thinking about like all the things that we're working on. And, you know, it goes—I I mentioned it to her a little bit, but I'll remind our audience, if you've watched other episodes, you know, 
we we talk about like God in our life. Like, do you hear the word of God? Like, do you not not the word of God that's coming out of Scripture when the you know sermons being being mm-hmm. preached, but to like to like listen for God, to be still and listen for yeah. God's voice. And you know, it's it he, he comes to us in all different forms. So I I think that's another thing for our audiences too is like I don't really care where I mean I care that you're safe and that you're healthy and you're happy. But there's gonna be times where you're you're not fully healthy, you're not fully safe, you're you're not fully happy. But it like you know, and I'll plug Torn Wells' song. I mean, everyone's written one. That one comes to mind: "Hills and Valleys." Yeah. And so even when you're down in that very scrape of the barrel, you know, he yeah. puts you there. Yeah. And sometimes it's maybe a little bit of a breaking. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to crack that shell. And we learned that from Andrea mm-hmm. that she was able to bust through the shell. That had kept her closed, and maybe it was a fear, of, uh, you know, a closeness of fear or anxiety, or I'm not good enough. Yeah, just getting out of that comfort. Just don't listen to that devil. Don't yeah. listen to that Satan. Don't yeah. listen to that crap. You know, it all comes to us. It does because we are we are flesh and blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the greatest flesh and blood is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And for us to have that is pretty cool. And it's for us, and it's for you and I too. Whether whether we're writing songs or we're building Praiser up or we're starting a label. Or distribution, or a, a podcast. podcast. There you go. This and that. Yeah. I'm so grateful to have this journey with you, brother. Man, me too. The, the Praiser House. The Praiser House, brother. I mean, look at this. We got bobbleheads. We got bobbleheads. We, we got guitars on the wall. This is awesome. This is so awesome. And and for us to be able to have a ministry that you know Rick and I sat down and he, I said, I want to do this, 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 and this. He's like, Well, I want to play in that too. So the light's always green. Yeah. So run and take your boys with you. Yeah. And here we are, man. What? What? I don't even know. I'm not going to do it. I'm not on the episode. I mean, we're on episode. <laughs> episode. Yeah. Forget about it. We're 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 slowly but surely realizing that our edits <laughs> are are becoming dated and our dates are being incorrect. So we're we 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 forfeit the 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 naming of the the episode, episode. because but, it's not about the episode. No, it's not. And we do have some really cool ones that are in the works. That some of them, two of them just happened today. Yeah, let's talk about that. So yeah. thankfully that. Let's let's be reminded that the podcast exists because God put it in our path. Yeah, and we 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 walked forth. Yeah, right. So that's that's pretty cool. But then we focus on people who have done much more than us for God's kingdom on earth. Yeah, and are continuing to do so. And we're just going to expose that mm-hmm. and let people know about it. Hence the reason for the Praiser podcast. So make sure you guys sign up. Like people are checking out. I mean, now we're deep in an episode, so maybe it's on the front side. You should hear it. But so please subscribe. Yeah. You know, YouTube, you can get on every podcast platform available. Yeah. The reason we ask you to get involved is we want you to know the content, but you're not going to know about this content if you don't get notifications. Right. And you got to hit that bell, man. You got to hit that bell. I, I mean, it sounds silly to say because I say it so many times, but it sounds cliche, but you got to hit that bell. You got to get involved. And please tell tell your friends and family. It's like, you know, I, I hope that the steak is worth the mustard that you eat it, like you're mm. actually enjoying the steak. Yeah. Um, because I always have gone to steak restaurants and it's either going to say, well, the steak was good. It was okay. It was fantastic. Yeah. Or don't go there. Yeah. I'm hopeful that our, our steak that you're getting from us is fantastic this and that you'll tell people about yeah. it. This isn't a steak from the Waffle House with the burnout sign above it. This is, this is some high quality prime rib. Yeah. And we don't have like a certain, that's funny. <laughs> we don't have a certain strategy of releasing this. I mean, we know what to do to get this out yeah. there, but we have yet to tap into some serious pillars. Mm-hmm. And we're hoping that when you focus on these episodes, that you understand that God's the front and center. The artist or the person that we're interviewing is the subject, yeah. and that we're the platform to get it out there. Yeah. Um, so that goes right into what's coming up. I mean, God works when you least expect it, 
But Mike taught me in Nashville, and there's an interview you should check out from his YouTube page, Mike Rasky Music, that really talks about God's timing's impeccable. Because we so often get in our ways, mm-hmm. and it's like, this isn't about Mike. This is about Brandon. Mm-hmm. This is about Mike and Brandon, or Mike and Brandon bobbleheads. <laughs> uh, this is about God. And so tell tell our audience about what happened when we we were like we weren't struggling to get interviews. We were just like had an apps or yeah. a, a, a space of silence yeah. of communication. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just yesterday. So, or just this week, we were this week. We, yeah. We had we had we had planned. We had conversations with a lot of our. Uh, potential guests and but it just you know everybody's busy everybody's doing a, a million things and yeah. um, we just we we didn't have much contact and then yesterday I was like man I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reach out again and like we had three people back to back be like oh, I'm sorry it's I've been I'm you know thanks for your patience okay. you know we're like dude right, we get it everybody's busy but we got some and then then this morning we just had one that just happened <laughs> it's funny because it's like when it rains it pours like. This morning, and that can be in a good way, folks. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be rain. Like, no. oh, it rains or pours, or everything yeah, like, broke. The car, when you're, the when dog, you're thirsty, you'd be happy for some for some rainwater. <laughs> and and let, let me stop right there, Mike, just for a second. I want our audience. I, this is so important. You've watched me grow in two and a half years, and I've watched you grow. But what you watch me grow probably more than anything is not the skill sets that I've developed over a fifteen year career. It's the development of my spiritual you know, relationship with Jesus Christ, and. We talk about it like you just gotta like give it all over. Yeah. Like don't like hold back. Yeah. And then here you go. You like Yeah. Just like let it be. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna quote you know the Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> but all right, sorry, sorry for that. That's important. no dude, it's good, man. Um yeah, so we're uh, we're talking on Instagram this morning and we have an artist that's like, Hey, thanks for sharing about the about the app. Yeah, man, I'd like to have you on the podcast. Direct message me, let's do it. It like, wasn't even we didn't even it just, it didn't even happen. List. It was just it just I mean, he's a great rapper. I mean, I don't wanna to give too much away because we yeah, yeah. we could we could I mean, I don't know if it matters if we give it away. We haven't we haven't confirmed anything, so I probably shouldn't. Um but yeah, we got some cool stuff and and God's just he just keeps opening doors and um each interview, I'm excited and I'm, I'm I'm edified every time we walk away from it, and I hope our audiences too. And I want to make sure we don't leave Andrea out for today. I mean, you know, Andrea Olson, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, what a beautiful soul. Yeah, I was sitting there, Mike, and I, people are gonna think this is weird. And I don't really care because I don't care what they think because I know that we've already won in our faith. She was sitting there describing some things, and I felt like there was like this aura, like this white aura. I could see it physically. I could see it. And maybe it's because I was staring at the screen for too long. I don't know. <laughs> but the point was I felt it. And as she was giving that artist corner speech, you yeah. know, like the her words of encouragement, I literally got goosebumps yeah. all the way down. And I usually get goosebumps from the artist manager perspective of hearing the notes and the music come mm-hmm. together vocally, the music, whatever. Yeah. Nah. Not with not with this one. Yeah. And so for for folks like Andrew Olson, this has been a real treat. I came in knowing very little. You knew much more than I did, and I feel like I just got the library yeah. dumped into me. It's so cool because it's like that. It's just that that body of Christ. You know, there's that. You know, some of us are a a, a, a an eye. Some of us are a leg. You know. Yeah. But like, you you come across people that are fellow believers, and you just see like, oh man. Of course, you're my sister. Of course, you're yep. my brother. Like, I can see the family resemblance. You know, it's, family resemblance. Yeah, it's cool to it's cool to have that. And and I'm I'm as we've been doing these podcasts, that's been something that's kind of been an eye opening to me is that we meet these people, we know nothing yeah. about them really. Oh. All we know is like the public stuff that's right. on their Instagram right. or whatever. But we get to talking with them, like we're talking with with uh, Aaron Cole last week, and it's like, 
Man, I see my I see my dad and you. you know? I was like, man, we're gonna hang out. Yeah. We're gonna go hang out in Nashville. Yeah. It's a hot chicken now. It's right, man. You get that, but you see that. Like yeah. those qualities of Christ that's been imprinted on their spirit and like it is like you see that family resemblance. You know? And it never came to me as like like today it like hit me in my heart was I, I imagine that, you know, we you and I talked about like you know, I said your your music's gonna encourage a lot of people to come from Christ. And you had told me one day like it was like a very still silent thing. You're like Brandon, you're gonna lead a lot of young people to Christ, you know. And I I said, well maybe I mean good Lord willing, yeah that'd be great, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's not about me, it's about him. But when she was talking, and you talk about like the resemblance, like the the we're talking about a like the spiritual side of our being, you yeah. Know, like the, the the brothers and sister relationship, yeah. because we're all children of God. Like there is no mustache or be- I mean, maybe Mike wants to have a beer when he's in heaven. You know, good Lord willing, we all get there. I'm on a petition for it. He's gonna petition for a beer, <laughs> but we might all be very the same, you know, and because our souls are aligned with Christ. But when I, when she was talking, Mike, what blew my might me away it was like, like we want to be as pure as we can for Him. But we know he sucks sometimes. Yeah. But when she was up there talking, I was like, I need her. I need him. And I'm yeah. thinking about all the people we've like, I need Mike. And I don't need you because you're gonna put money into the no. the parishioner box, like, you know, or the you know, the offering table or plate. Um, no, I, I'm talking about needing the people. We need each other yeah. to lift up his kingdom. Yeah. We can multiply. The, the the evil spirits of the world can't. Yeah. But we can multiply. Yeah. So that's why I called on these pe- young folks out there today. And I don't. It doesn't. Not even about young folks. It's any folk. Yeah. It's. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what race. I don't care the creed, the background, whatever. Yeah. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. It's. it's yes. Everybody. Just do it. Yeah. Just fall on your knees and give your heart. Give, just give your life to Christ. Yeah. I promise you, the joy and laughter you see of us is not because we're comedians. Yeah. It's because we have the joy of the Lord. And the only way to stay in that joy, in my humble opinion, is to be around people like Andrea. Yeah. Be around Mike Rathke's, a Brandon Bailey. A Man, Zach how many times is it that you you, you just and we're we're dragging this on now, but it's a good conversation. But like, how many times have you just kind of been? Man, I just I don't know. It's just kind of a bad day. And right. then you get around somebody like your brother, and you're like, man, you're like, oh man, I needed that. Like, yeah. It's like a lot of times we come in in the morning and we. You know, you're dragging in. I need some coffee. But then we get to talking, and it's like pretty soon we're laughing. And man, we do, we need that. We need that. We yeah. all do. There is a there is a truth behind don't get between the man. It's first cup of coffee. That's very true. That's very but true. then you start singing to Mike, and you play chords, and he's like, he just laughs at me. He just laughs. <laughs> Burly man, coffee. Yeah. Burly man. No. <laughs> Dig a ditch. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a lot of like back things. We'll eventually we'll have some B roll. Yeah. And we'll. I think what we're gonna start doing is we're gonna start taking the cameras with us. And start filming the two and just everything all the time. Just film it twenty four hours. You'll probably day. want to just have a reality show called Mike Rathke. Um <laughs> Well, okay, okay, I get it now. I'm like teasing. All right. Well, listen, this has been an unbelievable yeah. episode. Um, when sometimes when you least suspect it, becomes the the biggest step in the in the in the calling. So yeah. Um, thank you to Andrea. Make sure you guys go check out overflowworship.com, mm-hmm. overflowresource.com, and please. Praise your house. Tell your church. Tell your family. Tell your friends. If you got a worship pastor, yeah. if you've got a, an artist friend, if you've got a writer, a producer, um, if you know uh, Caviezel, if you, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get him on. You know, Jim's coming. Tebow too. Tebow, I'm gonna call you out. I, I know some people that know you in hometown Jacksonville. I was just there for a wedding. You might be a firefighter. You were best friends as kids, <laughs> and uh, that's a true story. Um, but anyhow, praise your house. This is it. Yep, Mike. Yep, we done. We done. Praise our house out. Yep.